Hello and welcome to episode 168 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever no ways, the man, the myth, the outworld yeast, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. Nice. <laughs> also joining us this week, the Peanut Gallery makes his return. Say hello, Dominic. Hello, Dominic. You're the worst. <laughs> I was really hoping he was going to give us a thumbs up again. <laughs> On this week's episode, we ran into some crazy issues. We've been on this call for well over an hour at this point, and I completely forgot to get news and nuggets pulls from Al, so I've got no idea what's coming up, (laughs) along with news and nuggets, (laughs) and our flick of the week, Mortal Kombat. But first, Al, what are we drinking? What what, what are two-thirds of the show drinking? (laughs) What are two-thirds of the show drinking? (laughs) All right, so me and Anthony are drinking one of the many different... Voodoo Rangers, because there's like a multitude of them. I I believe that's true. So this is New Belgium's Voodoo Ranger. This is the Juicy Haze IPA. Um, It's got, as always, a skeleton guy with... uh, This one's got a gold tooth. I don't know if they always do. He does have a gold tooth. He's wearing what I can only describe as... Is that like a Launchpad McQuack hat? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Along with, I guess, a bomber jacket that is super flowery. Yeah, um, it's got some di- some dice on it. Yeah, there's uh, some dice on it too. He's definitely wearing a skull bolo tie. Mm-hmm. It's got some aggressive lapels. <laughs> some gold aviators. <laughs> I just I hope that one day someone describes my outfit Ooh. as having aggressive lapels. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, hang on a second. We all know what aggressive lapels are, and they are what Joe Pesci wears in Goodfellas. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. He also has a nice card, feather in his cap there. Oh, I didn't even notice that, but yeah. Ace of some sort, I would assume. Also, it looks like maybe he's playing backgammon by the reflection in his sunglasses. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good good call. Uh, Donald, what are you drinking? Uh, Peanut Gallery is drinking an espresso bean double brown ale uh, called Electron Brown from Old Nation Brewing Company. And our logo would... I would describe it as the lesser-known Wright brother with no mustache, who is like the cool and edgy one, and he fixes the planes while also making them the beer and the coffee. That's how I would describe Electron Brown. The lesser-known Wright. Like when you said that, I assumed that there was like some history there that I didn't know about of like where one of them is lesser-known. He looks like he could be an early 20th century guy. He's got the nice wrench. He's got what looks like bicycle wheels in the background, and. Some coffee beans, okay. like I said. Are, are we thinking? Are you saying like a third right brother, though? Yes. Not not. Oh, okay. Or, I got it. Uh, God, what the hell's the other one's name? Redenbacher. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur. Yeah, yeah I meant to say Wilbur. <laughs> Wilbur and no, it's Wilbur and Orville, isn't it? I think that's who it was. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Orville and Redenbacher, yeah. the famous. Uh, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, uh... Can you imagine your son wearing Redenbacher right now? <laughs> oh man! Sorry, this We're reminded lo- me of this reminded me of um, Mr. Sh- not Mr. Show uh, with Bob and Dave when they had the sketch about the fifth previously unknown beetle that died. Nice, <laughs> and they had all the people lamenting the loss of the beetle that they never knew they missed. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, let's give our beers a taste, shall we? Cheers, folks. Cheers. Cheers. We earned this drink after that fucking hell. <laughs> 45 minutes. Ooh. It's delightful. 
Yeah, so I've I've had this one a number of times. Um, this is actually from a set from like a oh, well over a year ago, maybe even two. Um, last time I had a barbecue that you were at, not Oktoberfest. No, like before that. So okay. it was, it, it's been a while. Um, but that's where this set came from. Uh, I actually, my brother-in-law brought some over the other day, and I. Uh, so I'm drinking some from the fresh batch. <laughs> ah, yes. So it's even it's right. better. <laughs> Mine tastes bright and juicy and fresh, so I I do not regret the age of it at all. How how familiar are you with the flavor of a Tootsie Pop? Um, I've had many of them. It's okay. been a long time, but it's been the I've them. the orange Tootsie Pop, <clears throat> the 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 sugary sweetness of the orange Tootsie Pop. Okay, I, I typically steered away end. from the orange one, but... I have that at the end of the sip of this beer. There's definitely some, maybe even, like, orange Starburst. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I only say that not to contradict you, just because I've definitely had one of those more recently than I've had an orange Tootsie Pop, because that's sure. my favorite Tootsie Pop. It kind of sounds like... Well, I also orange, taste a little... It sounds like an orange oh. cream soda with, like, chocolatey hints in it. See, and that's kind of what I'm getting at, is I actually, like, there's, it's not just the orange. There's, like, something weird at the end there that almost reminds me of chocolate, like of a chocolate toffee. But, like, it's, I don't know. I really, I, do, have, I really like this one. It does have, for such a citrusy, clearly, like, light-bodied, like, IPA, there is kind of a weirdly malty finish to it that yeah. I think would give you that, even though it's not chocolate per se, it's that malty it's that residual rich- sweetness sitting on the palate. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and with that being said, Al, I'm diving right in. I'm going three thuckles on this one. I was thinking exactly the same thing. This nice. is this has been uh, the best beer we've had in a few weeks. So uh, I agree. Well, fantastic. And Dominic, Dominic, what about your beer? So my beer is, uh, I'm not a big fan of like coffee stouts normally, but this one is a, a hearty blend of brown ales and uh, coffee stouts. And it's it's a nice mixture of nutty and coffee-y, but not overwhelmingly coffee, not like heartburn and indigestion and type of coffee. So it's nice, nice mellow. So not flavor. so not bad coffee is what Well, you know, to me <laughs> all coffee is is bad coffee. I just I am not a, a coffee aficionado. Oh. Yeah. It's, I was gonna say uh, Dominic notorious coffee hater. Yes, uh, sensitive tummy and uh also it makes me feel like uh <laughs> I have a, a heart attack after I have it because uh, I had a bad experience one time in, in technical training when I was doing these long hours of probably 12-hour days where I'm just going through PowerPoints. And uh, my friend was kind of a pill popper. He had a pill for everything. Not not in the illegal sense, but like, uh, you know. Oh, dear. <laughs> Dominic, Dominic was literally <laughs> snorting caffeine pills. I was saying, he, he's, like, he's like, hey, man, you're going to, if you fall asleep, you're going to get in trouble. Uh, what's it called? I was like, yeah, man, I, I can't stay awake. And normally what I do is I get up, I'd do some push-ups, I'd stretch it out. But in this case, he's like, here, try these. And I was like, uh, oh, what are these? He's like, caffeine pills. I was like, what? I've never heard of such a thing. So, you know, I took two of them. When This sounds like a dare commercial. <laughs> so what's it called? I, I tried these. I mean, no, no, I mean, they were completely legal. It's just I've never tried sure. them before. Uh, what's it called? So I of tried course. them, and, and my heart was uh, pounding after about five minutes, and I thought I was going to have a <clears> heart attack. So mm-hmm. the the mixture of caffeine just not men- melding well with my system and it messing with my already sensitive tummy, then uh, what's it called? <laughs> uh, it's just a note for me with uh, most uh, coffee and and coffee uh, stouts. And that uh, I know that feeling that like when your body is mostly caffeine and nothing else. Uh, there was a, a an Oz fest, and I think it was 06. <laughs> 
and they were. Wait, was this out, the Rockstar stories? <laughs> those red, they were giving out free Red Bulls, and they ran out of water. So it was a thing. Ooh. Yeah, it was not a good look. <laughs> you had and, your uh, own, you had your own personal fire fest, but with nobody no won. and much more Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Nobody won that night. Uh, the music was great, though. It was great. Awesome. I'm glad we're so. So you, all right, Dominic? How many thuckles would you say you would give this beer? I'd I'm going to let you finish uh, Buffalo Billing. What is the, what is the, <laughs> wow. What is the high end of thuckles? What, what is the scale of four? Is, well, how many thuckles like do you highest. have on your? How, how many, many thuckles do you have on your hand? Because uh, if you if you're missing the top of one of your thumbs, then you can only go up to three thuckles on the scale. So I guess I guess I have four thuckles. So I I would give it a solid two to two and a half thuckles. No, 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 no. <laughs> two, it's two or three. Anthony already fought me tooth and nail to get to half points. We agreed on the Thuckle scale. He does not agree to bisecting Thuckles into half thuckles. All right, well, I will a half a, Thuckle is actually a Bullman chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. I will give it a uh, firm two Thuckles. All right, two Thuckles. All right, it's, well it's best well for your Thuckles to be firm. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> whatever that means. It's made of bone, is it not? Beers are good. The 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 the, the, uh, the the recording has finally kicked off. We're in a groove. Al, why don't you kick us off with some news and nuggets? Whatever you might have. Okay, so <laughs> I have two things here, and then we can. Now, did you finish? I'm gonna let you slowly slip sip that water. Did you finish watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I did. Okay, oh, so good, because we're going to spoil the yeah. shit out of it. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he had, but I, I know we talked about it briefly yesterday, but I wasn't yeah. 100% sure if he watched the actual last episode or not. So anyway, gotcha. let's talk very briefly about, uh, I know I was discussing it with someone recently, don't remember who it was, it might have been you, Anthony. Uh, I didn't know what happened to Master of None, and lo and behold, a trailer for season three dropped this week. Did either of you see it? Have either of you watched any of Master of None? Uh, it's two no's. Okay. But I want to watch it. Okay. Yeah, done. I'm gonna go ahead and add two nose, so that'll be the four nose. Four, it's four thuckles. Four thuckles, four nose. Got it. Okay. Four thuckles down. So, are you guys familiar in any way, shape, or form with Master of None? Yes. It sounds familiar, but can you? These Ansari's. Yes, these Ansari and Alan Yang created Master of None. They write it together. Um, the first season, while not strictly speaking linear, follows a progression of events the second season even less linear and has even more specific progression of events by the end of it um and it just follows a young late 20s early 30s guy who lives predominantly in new york with the exception of a black and white episode in which he lives in italy at the beginning of season two and um it's aziz and his friends and how people of that age who are kind of figuring themselves out survive in the big city and all that and you know which is a kind of a classic setup to shows um what's curious is the show that was never said, you know, Oh, it's going to be every year. So there was a year or two or three, whatever it was between the first two seasons. Now it's been four years, I think since season two. And in that time, Aziz kind of got softly canceled, I guess maybe, or maybe softly canceled himself to Mm. work on himself and all that. And there hasn't really been a lot of news about him post parks and rec and post final or most recent season of, of, um, Master of None. I know he did a little bit of stand-up, I think. There was that stand-up that he did that was really good. That was about all that we've seen or heard publicly from him in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, trailer for season three comes, and hmm. he's nowhere to be seen in the trailer. 
he's written the, this third season with Lena Waithe, who's been in the show, um, an increasing amount across the run of it. And it seems to be following her, or at least that's what the trailer showed. It's not to say that that'll be the only thing that happens, but so far, that's all we've got is that it's going to be following her character from the show and her girlfriend or wife. I don't know if they're married yet in the show, whatever. Um, and it's was kind of subtitled or taglined as moments in love. Hmm. This kind of sounds like a male, ver- or at least the first two seasons, like a male version of broad city. Kind of maybe. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it follows just Aziz, but it follows his cast of characters. Like Lena Waith is in a lot of the episodes. Um, I forget the name of it's, He's got two other. One of them is played by Eric Wareheim, who he's hysterical in the show. And I'm not even like the biggest Tim and Eric fan, but like he's great as his like best friend. There's another friend of his whose name I'm forgetting. And I also don't remember the name of the actor either. Um, it's an, an Asian guy. And um, so they tell these like very specific stories where hmm. what it's like to grow up Indian, what it's like to grow up. I believe his friend is Chinese, you know, Chinese American, you know what it's like to grow up as a black lesbian when the Lana Waithe episodes go, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so you get kind of a, this broad mishmash of different like snippets of this. It always ultimately re- returns to Aziz's character and his storyline, but they spend entire episodes on other characters. And for some of them, he might only be in it for five minutes, um, which is kind of an interesting way to do it where it's kind of just whatever story is most interesting for them to tell. They'll, tell it and it's it's i find it to be it's not necessarily the best show but it's a really good show i I found it it to be really interesting Uh, that's uh that's good i needed something uh we just finished parks and rec um and i needed another show to add into our list so maybe yeah i mean i wouldn't say it's strictly speaking a comedy oh no there's a lot of funny i think it was but there i would there are, are episodes or sequences that are very dramatic but i wouldn't call it a drama either right. i wouldn't call it a dramedy it's it's whatever it chooses to be at any given time which is mm-hmm. kind of cool it's a lot sometimes it's a lot but it's it's cool it's yeah. a good show yeah there's a fine line to walk with that style of uh, of execution where it's like it, it it's usually easy to be like uh identity crisis this show doesn't know what it wants to be but there are the rare occasions where it's like no like this is the specific thing we're doing right now um and if you are leaning into that then it works well and that's the thing is it it they it builds itself episode by episode like they're te- mm-hmm. like i said tends to be through lines throughout a season but each episode is meant to more or less stand apart to some extent or other and they all knit together into feeling like a slice of that time and those people's lives um which is if that's the only way that re- approach can really work, because if you build the foundation of each episode to be very strong in and of itself, then you can afford to kind of go off on these tangents like that. Yeah, that's awesome. When does that come out? I believe it said the end of May. I think it was the 23rd. Cool. And that's nice. on Netflix. Yeah, I'll have to check out Master of None. That's something that ha- I mean, I've been <coughs> meaning to get like to get to it. But now it seems like a, a good time, especially with another season coming out and and just finishing another show that I was watching. So. And it's a pretty short watch. I think both seasons are only like five or six or eight episodes long. Like it's cool. not. Are they are we 30 minutes hour based on the episode? How's that work? That I don't actually remember. It's mm-hmm. been a while, obviously, since I've seen any of it. Oh, cool. What else is going on, on the news front? Well, the only other thing I have is I imagine um, and I know this probably won't be as super interesting to Dominic, but Anthony, did you and Kim watch the Oscars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was, <laughs> it was fine. 
it just wasn't it was it was very blah i mean which is kind of to be expected in a year that was like I, the movies this year like hadn't been they were not that great the ones that i saw i've only i haven't seen all of the movies that were nominated for best picture i've only seen actually a handful maybe even two two or three of them the ones that i saw were very good i really liked them um neither of them win one but i will i will definitely see the winner of the best picture but um, i was was surprised because i know you and kim usually make an effort to see all of them i didn't realize how closely in the same boat you were to me as i mentioned yeah like oh i'm way behind on this exactly so what's usually the thing is it's usually like front of mind around february right like it's like that's when it's happening um early like in january late january we're we already know like what we should be watching and we're watching as much of it as we can. Um, this week obviously completely missed all of that information up front because it didn't happen until April. And then by the time it was coming, it was like, oh, that's next week. So it snuck up on you the same way it did me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what have we seen? So we watched Trial of the Chicago 7, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, and um, I feel like there was one other one that was Sound up for things. Sound of Metal, that's right. So the three, Sound of Metal. Uh all, those three movies are incredible. I'm actually like I have to. Re- I really need to see um, the movie that won Nomad Nomadland. Nomad I have to see that one because I usually I feel like what's happened in the past is when I've seen these best picture films. Like when I've seen like I've I don't need to see the rest of them before I hit the one that I'm like oh this is my pick and it's probably not going to change. Very rarely has that been the like I just I love movies so like when there's one that like I really really resonates with me that like ends up being like my topic. A lot of cases. It's been the one that wins, which I, I, I like that. Uh, I was floored that Judas and the Black Messiah didn't win. Uh, just like, I don't know if you have you seen it? No, um, I wasn't floored because everything I had been hearing for months was that Nomadland was probably the favorite to win. So, so I should, I definitely need to watch that. I was like, I, the, the, I, I got emotional watching that movie. It was, it was really really well done dude it's super heavy it's incredibly well executed and it it didn't win best picture but it got some uh, other awards so that that's that works um so i definitely need to see nomad line because i'm curious like if if that one like i i'm imagining if that one over the one that was like i couldn't imagine something else beating this year then i was then it must be very good it's funny cuz i felt that way directly after we were done watching sound of metal i was like okay like mm. there may be something that changes my mind but right off the bat this feels like to me the one i would choose because and like yep. i watched we watched trials of chicago 7 we talked about it last week really really good movie i would not have been offended if it won it but i still would have leaned sound of metal um now i haven't seen no my land i haven't seen judas and the black messiah i don't know much about that one but i do you find vaguely curious is I didn't even realize that we were getting Diane Kruger because that movie yeah. also heavily features Fred Hampton, right? It's not, we're not getting Diane Kruger. What we're getting is Volcano Dante's Peaked. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, tomato. Well, well, no, the reason, the reason I specifically said Diane Kruger is because I never heard of Fred Hampton before. Okay. And gotcha. two movies featuring him that were both nominated for Best Picture right. came out in the same year. That was why. So yeah. it was somehow an amalgamation. It was the Diane. The Diantes <laughs> Volcano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, no, so, so yeah, definitely want to watch Nomadland. There was something that I so I was getting all confused. So we we had to record it. Kim had a class, uh, and then we went back and watched it. So we were like watching some of the awards, fast forwarding through commercials, like getting through it quickly, and then like there was weird things happening with like how much time was actually left in it. Cause those things always go over. And then we basically ended up missing the end. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then we quickly looked up what won, and that was we were cool with that. But we were like, oh, weird. Um, don't remember seeing Best Actor. Yeah. And we were like, what? So we looked it up, and <laughs> it, the the reason being that they they shifted Best Actor to be put after Best Picture with the assumption that the favorite Chadwick Boseman was going to win Best Actor as and it was going to be a posthumously. big send-off moment, right? Right. Instead, we give it to Krusty Hopkins, <laughs> who's not even there. <laughs> Which I guess goes to show you that like moments like the La La Land Moonlight thing are authentic, where even right. Steven Soderbergh, who was like directing and producing the show, didn't know who was going to win right. Best Actor, because if he did, he wouldn't have done that. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So that was, that was interesting, um, but we missed that whole debacle just because of the way the recording was working. Um, Overall, there were some fun. They did some fun stuff, uh, like in between sets. It was entertaining, but not nearly like. Oh, I thought you were not gonna say like Glenn Close shaking her ass or something. That, well, that was kind of funny, but like that whole <laughs> that whole skit they put together was very silly. Dom- Dominic's facial reaction there was, was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, the combination of words of Glenn Close and shaking ass. <laughs> not not normally uh, yeah. I would expect to see at the Oscars. <laughs> not something I'd necessarily sure. request either. <laughs> no, um, your desire to see it notwithstanding, my point is clearly you had not heard of this because it's been taking the internet by storm for the last few days nice. and we're truly not expecting to hear that sentence. <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall it's just a very underwhelming Oscars. I, I guess it, it does definitely doesn't help that I didn't see all the movies that were up for Best Picture. That definitely helps me. Uh, sure. I'm and for usually me, into I, it for that. I, say, I had no interest in watching it because I watch it to watch it with you guys and mm-hmm. also i like to watch the movies even though i often fail at watching the majority of the movies if i can get to halfway i usually feel pretty good didn't even accomplish that this year because just like we said before snuck up on me as well so yeah. i guess considering both of us are pretty like usually like even last year when we did flicks and a whisk like i had seen like three of the movies and you had seen all of the movies so i was like mm-hmm. okay we could talk about this in depth we got some comfort we got some good comfort. material for anthony no point in wasting the time because Dominic doesn't want to talk about it and you yeah. and I are uninformed to talk about it. So I just figured yeah. we'd touch well, on it. Well, p- part of it too, the, the other thing, like when I'm, when it comes to Oscar season, like I love going to the movies to catch up. Like that's my mm-hmm. favorite thing, right? Like there's local theaters will have the best picture nominees playing like different times. And like you can get a pass at Cinemark and you can watch all of them, like things like or, that. Or a movie pass. Or movie pass. <laughs> <laughs> rest in, rest uh, in peace. Check on a movie pass still works. <laughs> Surprisingly, no. no. Uh, rest in peace, but very obviously going to fail. Um, anyway, I usually like to go see those things, so we couldn't we couldn't do that, right? The next movie that I plan on seeing in theaters is Fast Nine, on account of by the time that movie drops, I will be fully in the clear because two days ago I got my second vaccine. Oh yeah, go ahead. Spill the beans here because something's <laughs> been going on with you the last couple of days. <laughs> All right. So on Monday, I got my second shot. Super pumped. Got it. Cool. Uh, come home. I'm fine most of the day. About like nine, ten o'clock, I start to feel just a little weird, a little sluggish. All right. Fall asleep. Wake up. <laughs> Middle of the night. Don't feel very good. Fall back asleep. Wake up again. Fall back asleep. Like a couple times. Not feeling very good. Wake up in the morning. Finally. And I feel horrible, <laughs> like just real bad. Uh, and so it was like, you know, call, call out of work, uh, post up on the couch. And I just started putting movies on. Right? Nice, nice. So I watched uh, Endgame okay. because I had recently watched Infinity War. Uh, put Endgame on. Uh, 
that movie continues to get me emotional throughout <laughs> its runtime, regardless of how many times I see it. It's just like, and then, and then, and then he said, I love you 3000. <laughs> like, it's like, that's, like, that's what it's like when you watch that movie. Uh, so good. When Spider-Man comes in and he, his mask comes off and he's that doofy smile. It's just, it's so good. When he hugs Stark. Oh, this is nice. It's just so good. The movie's so good. I love it. Uh, so I watched that. Like, cool. And then it was like, do you want to watch National Treasure? Because that popped up next. And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I put on National Treasure and that's when I started to fall asleep and wake up and I was fading in and out of some weird dream states. Do you remember that scene in National Treasure with uh, Ed Helms and the tiger? I remember the hangover. That's right. So I remember a scene in National <laughs> Treasure with Ed Helms and a tiger that I can only assume was an amalgamation of National Treasure... National Treasure 2 starring Ed Harris. Ed Helms being the same name as Harris. <laughs> uh, and then, like, I don't know, r- runes and, like, crazy temples and thinking of video games like, I don't know, uh, Tomb Raider, where there's tigers. <laughs> Ed Helms and tigers came together. So he's riding the tiger, obviously. And, then- <laughs> and, and, and of course, John Voight is in those two movies. And Angelina Jolie is <laughs> right. his daughter. And... Tomb Raider, and you got it. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. It. Six degrees of Ed Helms Tiger separation. <laughs> uh, it was, and, by the way, it was perfect timing as you were mentioning Ed Helms and Tigers. Dexter creeped into the picture with his squeaky tiger. Yeah, perfect. And I was enjoying that little thing too. So, <laughs> so it, it's, it's, it's it was been a while since the, I've seen. It's been a while since I've seen National Treasure, but now that I'm thinking about it, that scene where Nick Cage fights Mike Tyson and grabs the declaration. <laughs> From a zoo in which a tiger is guarding it. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, that's not far off from what was going on in this dream. <laughs> and he has to keep the declaration away from Mike Tyson and in comes Spider-Man. Who's going to eat it. Who's going to swoop and grab the declaration and fly it away. <laughs> right. So uh, that was the one that's most vivid that I remember. Uh, but there were some other wacky things happening in and out of those dreams. And I was just like, you know, you know when you're just like, you're you've got that you're just sweating under a blanket but you're cold and <laughs> and you're watching movies and random things are happening in your dreams that's what the entire day was <laughs> nice but uh yeah the the tiger thing and it was one of the one one of those dreams that like can continue <laughs> like I, I would i would wake up and be like what the fuck and then I, would, <laughs> I would fall back asleep and they, there he would be again with a tiger and the declaration <laughs> so anyway that was what was going on yesterday uh, and then, you know, went to bed at night, woke up in the morning, completely fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the weirdest thing. It's very strange to have those symptoms and know that nothing's wrong. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a weird experience. I know there's been a lot of people who've gone through that. Like I said, my, my mom and my sister went through it. I know a few mm-hmm. other people. One of the guys I work with got his second shot on Monday as well, and he called out sick yesterday because he felt like shit. And he came in today. He's like, I still feel a little bit weak. And somehow I managed to lose my voice despite the fact that I didn't get coughing and I did not get sick. So, right. Yeah. It's very bizarre. There was one point where I, uh, I, I have like, it's this intense dizziness that I could, but I would assume is something related to what vertigo feels like, where I was like, I grabbed onto the counter and was like, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) While totally motionless. Yeah, exactly. So it was fun. (laughs) I'm better now. It was great. I just, uh, can't imagine actually having it, but jeez. <laughs> anyway, I'm back. Two more weeks. I'm I'm gonna be good, and then I'm gonna go see Fast Nine. <laughs> <laughs>
After I got my shot, I um, felt nothing, and I just kind of wanted to feel like I was Kung Lao in Mortal Kombat, just going, flawless victory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I watched Mortal Kombat. That was all in the same day. So, uh, what, what were those fever dreams like? <laughs> uh, no, by then, when I went to sleep that night, the fever had subsided. So, oh, okay. Unfortunately. I mean, uh, aside from the movie itself, there were no other fever dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't have any other news and nuggets. Do you have any more news? No. Dominic, do you have any news or nuggets? Uh, I've been thinking this whole time, and uh, honestly, I'm struggling to think of anything. Um, the only thing I'm excited to talk about is um, Bad Batch, which comes out on May the 4th. So, what, literally a week from now? Oh. Oh, I didn't yeah, realize same. that was coming out next yeah, week. Yes, May the 4th, and it's, uh, you know, some are calling it. Clone Wars Season 8, and uh, I would probably call myself among them. I mean, I'm super excited. I loved the uh, animation style of Season 7 of Clone Wars, and I want to see more of the Bad Batch and the rise of the Empire and all that. So I'm super excited to see that. Just as I was super excited to see Clone Wars Season 7, I was probably the reason why the views went from, you know, like 1 to 100 in like the span of an hour, because I just kept rewatching the trailer over and over again. So I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. I'm, I, I'd like to watch some of that. Do, does anybody, can I just watch that or do I need to watch something else first? I mean, it would help I mean, to see Clone Wars season seven. Oh on... uh, uh, yeah. You, like you, you should go watch Clone Wars season seven. Uh, Cause that pretty much yeah, if you don't, if, leads if you, into this. Or even, you don't even have to watch the whole thing. If you don't care about the quote unquote spoilers of what was happening in the Clone Wars, just watch the first three episodes or four episodes four. of yeah, four. season seven because mm. that's the arc that the Bad Batch is in. So. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just wait and work my way through all of Clone Wars before watching that. Well, that's what I'm saying is you could knock out in an hour just that arc and then you'll at least have that's been true. introduced yeah. to the team. Yeah. And, so, like if I you, said, if it's I, not really going to spoil anything. If you're going to watch all of Clone Wars, just make sure you skip all the Mace Windu, Jar Jar tag team oh, episodes. Oh, so bad. Something you never Mace wanted and yeah. It's something that no no fan ever requested, and it didn't pay off either. It recontextualizes why he has so little patience for Anakin's bullshit, because all of his patience was, ex- was expended on <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. Somehow he's always the one sad with oh, Jar Jar, man. and I'm just like, I'm like, who hates Mace so much that he keeps subjecting him to this in the writer's room? Oh, no, you actually, Mace, Mace volunteers once or twice. Terrible. <laughs> all, all right, right that's so, cool. Anything else that we know of that's dropping that day? I'm sure we can. I mean, I'm sure they're gonna have a. They usually have a Star Wars celebration that day, don't they? Yeah. So I'm sure we'll get some sort of news about what's coming up next. Maybe maybe an actual Obi Wan trailer or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Sans Zemo. (laughs) Dominic (laughs) has slightly changed his mo, and it's now thumbs down in an, in a, in an audio medium. <laughs> that was that was two thuckles down for those keeping score at home. <laughs> it's all right though. I agree, Dominic. If I could I, make it a maximum of five thuckles, I would put those five thuckles down. I I, I would also agree. I know that I was probably going to be the one that was like, ah, I don't know. Uh, but going into this, I had high hopes. I was like, this is I'm enjoying this. This is fine. Okay. All right. This, uh, okay, maybe not the decision I would make. This is good. This is fine. This is fine. Final episode, and I went, oh, 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 
oh, okay. Oh, yep. You blew it. You blew it. So <laughs> that's a that's a five or six out of ten. <laughs> honestly, honestly, when the episode finished, I was like, okay. So Anthony's been disagreeing with me all season, where it's like like the way more than me. It's like he literally can't. He literally can't at no, the no. end of this still be nope. there. <laughs> nope, no. It's uh, they uh, they did not stick the land. <laughs> no. And it, and to your like you know to your credit and what we were talking about last week it's like they you can't oh oh we're one episode out and you're introducing new things it's too late to do that you can't do that <laughs> we got to wrap things up now and then uh, sure enough they 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 wrapped quote unquote things up and then left some other things open it was very un- it was not it was not a great finale that being said I really dig the uh, the Falcons new Captain America suit. I think that was oh, really cool. Yeah, that was a cool suit. That's badass. I, I, I like the suit. <laughs> I also liked his, go- his goggles and the things they do. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It gave what, me a, a strong... Uh, I think I watched the pitch meeting of it for the Ryan Long pitch meetings. I love those those videos. Oh, we, we so all good. watched yeah. They're so well, good. Yeah, he had the one line and I think it went something along of... Uh, Oh, so you, uh, what's it called John Walker has to uh, pay for all of the, the things he did wrong, right? And he's like, actually, no, he gets a new job immediately. He's like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There's a there? they hit the nail on the head a lot with that. So it's so good, especially uh, they did a really great skit in there about the power broker that Al and I have been talking about since yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the second that Sharon introduced. Carter showed up yeah. on screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know yeah, what no so, that that no of course no but this is just so a big, big reveal twist. that i just wrote yeah <laughs> <laughs> didn't we just talk about it? no <laughs> yeah it, it was it's weird like i it, i don't really understand what happened there um i don't either especially because so this was the show that was supposed to come out first before the world ended which is why they i'm guessing is probably really why they changed it around they probably didn't test well okay but then in all of that time, no, no way. In all of that time, you fix it, right? Like you. Well, no, that depends, right? It depends on how poorly it tested, because you can just shuffle it so that it's not the next thing on people's mind, and that you have something else. At, like they have, they had all of the following. Like everybody that watched Wandavision seemed to be into the next thing, then watched Falcon the Winter Soldier. If this is just one miss, they'll be like. All right, Loki's coming out in a few weeks. I'll give well, that. A, say, I'll give is, that a go. <laughs> is that why they condensed it down? Where it's like one week off, Captain and Winter Soldier. One or two weeks off, whatever it is. Loki is just like it's like tearing off the band aid, or like like the thing where you like list a bunch of things that are good, and then you slip the one bad thing in the middle and hope the person doesn't notice the or like doesn't think it's as serious as it is. Yeah, <laughs> amongst all the other good things you've listed. <laughs> I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> that's what it's. That's what it seems like. But, oh, so what did uh, you do know, this it's weekend? Just... It's like your parents. Like, what did you do this weekend while we were out of town? Oh, you know, I walked the dog. I cleaned the car. I vacuumed. I mowed the lawn. I broke the lamp. I, uh, you know, I <laughs> paid the bills. I, you know, yeah. so what was that part in the middle? I paid the bills. <laughs> no, before I walked the that, dog. I walked the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I it's it's weird because it it seems like it had all of the makings of something that could have been bigger and had more story. Like this show must have had on. tremendous storyboards, <laughs> enormous. <laughs> but like, and and the spectacles were awesome. Like it was a lot of fun. They were doing. They, there was a lot of hints at different characters that would become something, which will either happen in a movie later or. Because there's not, is there going to be another season? There's not. It's not known if there's going to be another season of this. 
Also, I got to be honest. Devs pulled off the title switch much the far end, better, much better. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> change far, anything, and far more like well earned as well. Yeah, Devs is just like you're just saying it wrong. That's a you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it felt like earned, and it was a really cool twist. Whereas, it, like we always saw this one coming, and it like also honestly, I think I would have given it half a point more credit if it had ended with captain america and the white wolf because both yeah. of them left their old names behind and became new people but you kind of forgot about bucky there at the end and just go fuck yourself yeah that's the, that's the thing that's like, like the, when we were doing the chemistry stuff between bucky and sam like that was good i was enjoying that uh sure. like i was enjoying their adventure back and forth i was enjoying them getting on the same side i was enjoying them teaming up becoming like more like brothers and that stuff was great and they they like all the, that finished up in the four, in like the second to last episode. They didn't really go back to it all in this one. And I was like, ah, but it's the finale. Damn. <laughs> they I fixed like, everything except yeah. for the damn water pump. In the beginning, in right. the beginning, I felt like in the beginning it was good. You know, Sam's struggling with the mantle of Captain America. Bucky's trying to get over his PTSD and make amends. And then by the end of it, it's all Sam, no Bucky. And Bucky became like. Jon Snow in season eight of Game of Thrones, where he's just like, hey, why did you put down the shield? And Jon Snow's like, she's my queen. Because that seemed to be like the only yeah. dialogue. <laughs> it seemed to be the only dialogue they could give Bucky was, hey, why did you put that shield down? And, you know, I was like, hey, did Dan and Dan, did Dumb and Dumber uh, sneak their way onto this uh, uh, directing? Nice. Uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty disappointed Yeah, with that. I mean, their, their banter was fine. But yeah, they, they wasted Bucky in a show that was ostensibly half- him action sequences they did a great job i thought especially like in the first and the last episode they did a little bit extra payoff it seemed with uh some of the uh some of the effects some of the, the crazy helicopter stuff that they were doing i really i enjoyed that oh scanning the people that are in the helicopter with uh what's the red wing is that what his name is what's yes uh, that was really cool and i look in the background like obviously it's like it's very very staged and the idea of like okay of course there's a helicopter pilot on there right but like the way that you go about that i thought was kind of fun yeah i was that was one of the ones where the the whole trademarked um barely an inconvenience actually yeah, yeah. was it was like that scene was terribly tailor made for that in the pitch meeting as soon as it came to it was yeah. like, yep, no i knew this was coming <laughs> but and honestly totally worth it when he flew directly through the window and took the pilot out i was like oh don't even care that was cool i gotta say though the way that that was all shot at that point was a little bit messy i was a little confused as to what he was trying to accomplish for about two-thirds of that chase sequence oh really because well because there was two helicopters but they were never actually chasing each other i think is that what was going on wasn't there two helicopters in that no or did i totally misunderstand that because of the the editing just the one i think it was an editing issue it's just just the one the editing of that yeah, okay, it's just, it's just the one helicopter. <laughs> um, well, that, I was totally confused during all of that, and then like he does a thing, scan for the pilot or whatever, and is like, okay, great, I I see where we're going with this, and like, yeah, sure, thrilling when he like launches through the canopy, like absolutely, it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, the, well, I just felt another... like the stuff on the ground, the Sharon and Bucky and John stuff was more grounded, literally and metaphorically. Well, there was also the the part from uh, this the pitch meeting where he also goes talking about the helicopter. Oh, so it's probably pretty difficult to fly that helicopter without a pilot. Actually, no, it's super easy, barely an inconvenience. <laughs> oh, really? The the uh, is it the first instance of Chekhov's acrobatics? 
Why do you say that? <laughs> so in the fourth episode, I believe it was the fourth episode, before he opens the box with the suit that we don't get to see until the next mm-hmm. episode, or fifth episode, I think that was, yes, which yes, was, that was bullshit. They should have shown it to us, I feel like. Uh, because right. they rush they rush the intro of the suit in the act. Oh, you're wearing it. Oh, geez. Okay, cool. Oh, you're <laughs> like, wearing it and exploding through a window. Okay. Right, right. But uh, he's doing all sorts of ridiculous uh, running and then jumping and flipping for no reason. Like his own oh, personal yeah. training sequence. And then he's just going to do that so that he doesn't have to hit Morgenthal. <laughs> right? That's yeah. what, that it's came like, back. Oh, it's like, we're going to do this again. Just, just. Your wings and your jets make your fighting, like your your gymnastics in the fight scenes totally unnecessary. So where are we going to find a way to shoehorn that in? Oh, yeah. When you decide you're no longer going to fight, you're just going That's to right. That's right. And then she dies. Was it, def- was it defensive parkour? Yeah. yeah That's what it seemed like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, granted, the flips were cool. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Uh, the choreography was pretty great. Also, you know what? I didn't know until I heard an interview with George A. Pierre that his character's name was Batroc the Leaper. Yeah. I, I remember when they said the first name, I was like, oh, yeah, that name actually sounds kind of familiar. Didn't realize that he was specifically known as the Leaper. Did you hear about one of the crazy fan theories of the of uh where those supplies were coming from like that mercury gas and those green glowing tools that were being used i had not uh also i i have to imagine that was specifically an easter egg because what a weird bit of exposition when she very strange (laughs) like i don't give a shit you could just say you neutralize the fucker i don't need to know what specific chemicals you use to do so yeah it wasn't so much the the chemicals as much as it was the aesthetic but the a theory I, I can't. I, I mean, maybe, maybe, but there's no, there's not enough evidence. I don't feel like for this to actually be credible. It could be if they want to go that way in the future. Is that it's uh, from Oscorp? Ah, interesting. Which could be interesting, but uh, I would like to get those universes a little bit more tightly wound up together. Uh, but that could be cool. Yeah, overall, just kind of, just it was like, oh, this is this is fun. This is interesting. Okay, where's this going? Where's this going? Where's where's it? Where's it? I honestly just where's wanted some going? payoff to. Where's it going? <laughs> and then it was over. <laughs> I just wanted some payoff to Selena Meyer showing up, and we you didn't even get that. No, but we did get um, Zemo's butler. <laughs> Which you only recognize him as the butler because he's wearing the fucking butler gloves. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then this scene we have butler gloves and he's gonna blow up <laughs> the remaining members. <laughs> and then you just see like the Zemo smiling on the on the raft. Yeah. It's like, okay, fair enough. It's- yeah. That was pretty that was pretty silly. But uh yeah, yeah. Overall it's kinda it, it definitely tapered off what did not have a big enough payoff um Leading the thing is you're leaning you're leading into Sam becoming ca- becoming captain the whole time, right? You're like this is where it's going to go. So that's not the payoff, right? If you're if you're telling us basically with everything that's going on that by the end of this he's going to come to terms with it and he's going to have to take up the mantle because no one else really deserves it, and he does and he can do the right thing with it. You're telling us what's going to happen. So the, him actually coming out with the suit on is not the payoff. Like that's it's just, how he gets there. It's just, yeah. So the journey should be interesting, which was, the journey was mildly interesting. Uh, it was going in a good direction. And then it, it, you, you were, you were right in calling when Zemo exited, it's got, it got less interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then there's no other real, 
aha or like awesome moment. Uh, maybe, maybe the power broker thing was supposed to be that, but it wasn't like, it, like think it just, there was nothing special. Otherwise, it, re- it reminded me of, I remember hearing how everyone loved the first dead space and yes. like how that game was known as like a really fun game, really well-written, really great horror vibes. Like the way it, had organic horror that would scare the player and all that without just jump scares. And Mm -hmm. then I remember I used to really enjoy zero punctuation, the video series on the escapist. I still enjoyed it. Just haven't watched any videos lately because I haven't had the time. And he talked about dead space too. And he said, you know, this game is no longer fun and exciting and and horrifying because every time a scary thing is going to happen, you start hearing the fucking horror music before the thing happens. (laughs) You can't do that with every big reveal in the show where, okay, your big reveal is that Sharon Carter is going to become the power broker. And everything you do is just screaming, she's going to be the power broker, she's going to be the power broker, she's going to be the big reveal, big yeah. reveal. She's, she's gonna got be a broker. belt with diamond studs that says power broker. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm, like, I'm picturing them leaving and like walking out and you see like her room in the apartment and like a neon sign flickering on and off in the background that just says power broker on it. <laughs> no, it's like it's like it's actually a, a whiteboard that says what to call self and it's a word cloud and circled as power broker. <laughs> Which just made me think of horrible bosses too when they write kidnapping. Yeah, and, <laughs> it's in permanent dry erase. They can't erase the yeah. board. It makes it makes me think of uh, Jared Leto's Joker having the word "damage" tattooed on his body, just to help us understand. that was that was a bit more meta, right? Because that was the entire universe that he was. Describing. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I gotta say, my biggest complaint anyway. about I say if I can throw one last thing in with the yeah, the Winter Soldier. My biggest complaint was. I just couldn't get on board with the villains. You know, in the show, that's where they're actually, outside of Loki and Thanos, when do they ever spend time developing any of the villains? Like, nobody cares. This is a show, and that's usually when you can spend more time on it. And it was awesome, the spending a season talking, all right, what happened after the blip uh, was, was reversed? And that's a very interesting concept, but, oh my God, did I just not care about the main villain and oh my god, did I just not agree with what they were doing? And you you were not selling me at all because you mm-hmm. know you're supposed to make it seem uh, important or or uh, you know indicative of the character of Sam that he he refuses to kill or whatever. And it's like okay, if he doesn't want to do that, he wants to lock her up or whatever. It's like okay, I understand. It's just I did not have any sympathy for Carly. And then his speech in the last episode to the center, he's like. We need to stop calling this lady a terrorist. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, she's literally the very dictionary definition of a terrorist. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and you're not doing a, a great job at selling the, uh, the, 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 the gray area of her character. I just, I thought they handled the flag smashers in a horrible way. And I just, I had no interest in, in her or their group or their motives or their anything really. It, it definitely was a bit bland. I liked, uh, I think midway through the series when Sam actually speaks directly with Carly and they're, they're having their little chat. That was, that was the, the that only was a chance. Great moment. Yeah, it was. And that was a chance where it could have become interesting and they don't follow through on. Right. That's what that's. Yeah. Like it's almost at that point where like, it should start to like either something, something could happen where like 
she almost starts to distance herself from it, but the movements become too great that it moves on. Yes, to which exactly. gets swept up in her control, it, yeah. right? Like that could be. Yeah. That's a that's that's a story that's written. And then dies in the time. service of trying to stop what she started. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah she yeah. doesn't do that. But mm-hmm. in fact, all of her followers are like, "Yeah, I don't really know." If yeah, I'm they, they're like, this. "Whoa, this is bad. Yeah. We're not. We shouldn't yeah. do this." <laughs> Remember all those things we talked about doing? We're like extremely not doing that. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, like that when she's like, oh, "We're gonna, we're gonna kidnap them, and if it doesn't work, we're just gonna kill them all. One world, one people." They're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she, and she's like Joker in the Dark Knight. I want them to say it. I want them to say it. <laughs> and they're like, eh. oh man. But uh, I, I really liked the development of Zemo. I liked th- this whole. We talked about this a little bit earlier on in uh, in the season. But like the whole idea, like he wanted, like him destroying the vials when he gets in front of them. That's a great moment for that character, right? Like yes. he's like, no, like he's against this. Like, yeah, because you totally expect him to like either take them all for himself or destroy them all and use one himself and whatever. And that ends up becoming Walker, right? Like he's the one who's like immediately like, yeah, uh, uh, duh, I need it. Like I need yeah. the, the vial. And Zemo, like as crazy as he is, as utterly ruthless and probably bad as he is, mm. he stuck to his guns of like, this, no matter what you think of me, this is bad for everyone. And right. I'm going to do it whether you like it or not. And yeah. like I... It's it was actually compelling. Like that, that that was that's that thing that you could do though, where like you there's a bit of what the villain is doing that you can agree with that makes them a little bit more sympathetic or makes you in, like makes you more compelled to hear what else they have to say. Uh, the most the other compelling thing about a villain is one with a code of some sort, whether mm-hmm. it, like whether or not you agree with it. Uh, the idea of like where tell like the villain is telling you who he is. And is acting that way. And it's not just like, not for shock value changing his motives or anything. Like, no, like this is who the villain is. And when he does something, it's not surprising that he does that thing. Uh, if you are surprised, you weren't really paying attention. Like, like he's, he's written very well. He doesn't, maybe he, like Al, you've said this before, like the best villains don't, they don't know they're the villain. They he don't think I don't, they're the villain. He doesn't see himself that way. He's yeah, got the a, best, the best villains think they're the protagonist. They think they're the one. Uh, it's so they don't think so, they're being yeah, the I, I, they're not I, doing I, it purely for gain and all that. Right. I see I see Zemo kind of like a Punisher character, honestly, in that he goes too far, but he actually has some noble or understandable things. I don't know what Zemo was like in the comics, but at least how they've portrayed him in the MCU, I give him like a even more complex uh character than a Punisher type. That's just my yeah, opinion. I wouldn't necessarily go so far as to say noble, but I think you're right. Like where he has goals that you can sympathize with for sure. Like where he is thinking of the greater good there. Now twisting it to his own ends, probably. But yeah. it's, I mean, the it Punisher is, does that know. too. But yeah, I, I get it. Mm. Until until that character goes too far, and you're like, oh no. And <laughs> right, you start like, you start to feel dirty. You start to feel like dirty. like Thanos, yeah, yeah. right? When he starts off, and you're like, "God, this movie theater is crowded." <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then by Endgame, you're like, "No, no, not the best way to do this." <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you're stuck in traffic on a bridge. It's like, where is Thanos right now? I could use some infinity. Exactly. Space. Well, the cars would probably still be there, which would be oh yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, those uh, cars. Do we? <laughs> Does anybody have any other thoughts, closing or otherwise? I'm curious to see what Loki's all about soon. Me too. Whatever that is whatever that's going to be. June, June-ish. Okay. Right. Wow. June, June 11th. June. Wow. 6th. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are you guys Count ready em. for 
fun and games, which I definitely totally prepared for for the whole week and didn't think of 90 minutes before we started. I'm ready. By the way, thanks for that, Mike. Uh, hey, Mike. Um, he, uh, he said he really enjoyed the 20 questions game. Oh, good. He was, I was texting with him like an hour and a half before we started, and he mentioned that. And I was like, oh, fuck. I totally forgot it's my turn to come up with a movie. Mm. So I have a movie. Um, so, Dominic, okay. we're going to play 20 questions. Um, it's a movie. Um, I'm not going to tell you anything about this movie. Um, every question that you guys have to ask me is in the form of a question that I can answer with a yes or no response. Um, I guess we'll just alternate. Um, do you guys want to duke it out for who goes first or do you care? Dominic, you can go first. Uh, thank you. Good, sir. Um, all right, Al, is it a comedy movie? No. Did this movie come out after or during the year 2000? (laughs) Uh, yes, it is. It is from 2000 on. Like, (laughs) okay. Hmm. Is it an action movie? Yes. Is it part of a franchise? No. Is it based on a true story? No. Is it a... Hmm. Does it have any actors that you would consider A-listers in it? Good question. Yes. Is the main ca- main uh, leading cast member a man? Yeah. Sorry, don't, don't read into it, because I would say there was... I'm giving you a hint here. I would say there was two leads and one of them is a man. So, yes. Do the actors and when I say actors in the context of these things, I include and actors and actresses as the Got one it. single actors. Yeah. Uh, are they known to appear in multiple films together? Oh, I don't believe so now you're talking about any of the main cast or like kind of what you would say specifically is the quote-unquote like leads of uh, i guess the the main cast the main cast um give me one second to do a quick is anyone keeping count there's nothing questions i am I that was your eighth oh, okay. question all right um with a very quick scroll there is nothing that jumps out to me that they have both been in other than this movie. Okay. All right. My, my question is, did Michael Bay direct this film? He did actually. <laughs> ah, I'm, onto it. I'm onto it. I think I know what it is. Really? All right. So here's the, there's the other bit of this Dominic is that if you guess the wrong thing, you lose. So you have to like really narrow it down. Oh, all right. Okay. So that was question nine. So I'll, I'll guess at question 19. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's not part of a. It's not part I mean, of a, you're probably going to be able to figure it out before 19. I'm going to guess at this point. Has has he directed 19 movies? Like, <laughs> um, does, <laughs> how can I phrase this? Uh, does this movie revolve around an Armageddon of some sort? <laughs> <laughs> it does not. <laughs> Does this does this movie? I feel like that's cheating, but I feel like that's cheating. Does this movie revolve around a landmass that only has water around it? You're such an asshole, both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does. I guess. Wait, Anthony, did you seriously not get it yet? Is it the island? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of something funny. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wait. Hang on a second, though. Hang on a second, Dominic. How the fuck 
you said male and female lead action movie post 2000. And I don't know why, but I had just recently watched the island. I was like, huh. So like, oh, hey, so hey. action movie! You guys did not ask anything specifically <laughs> that's enough. So, that sh- that's so ridiculous. I will say. Do you know how many dumb. action movies from 2000 on that star a male and female co-stars? Okay, like that's it's only 80 percent of old movies that were made. They they also it's not a comic book movie. It's not based on a true story. They aren't. You didn't say it wasn't. Together. You didn't. You didn't ask anything about either. You just said yes, it was part of the franchise. No, I. I think one of us asked, is it based on a comic property? No, I think you I said it's based on a true story. I asked if it was part of a franchise. Oh. Well, you anyways, I figured, I figured it, I, but I figured, though, most comic movies post-2000 were part of a franchise, so then I just kind of... Okay, I'm just saying, like, the, you guys I, did not ask a single thing that's that specific amazing. other than franchise. For, I will say that uh, I could say with... I'm pretty confident that if Dominic was not here, I was not getting this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I, I mean, I yes. figured you would probably get it like towards the end. I That was totally out of left field to the point where I was actually worried. Did like something pop up on like the sharing of screen on accident and like Dominic saw it? Because <laughs> I had the IMDB open so that I could quickly like access any information. Because like remember last yeah, week when we were like, yeah. I asked you stuff about awards wins. I asked you stuff about like the director and stuff. That's like that. what, what, where did the, what made this movie come up to you? Like, why did you think? I was just trying to come up with a movie that I know that I've definitely seen. And then I know that we have discussed whether or not you've seen it. All right. Gotcha. I'm just saying gotcha. since I got it so quickly, I think I deserve to do the 20 question movie in the next one. Okay. That I'm in. That's I don't know when I'll be in the next when, one. When I was saying, whenever like, you return. Yeah, in 10 more years, sure. Yeah. But I, 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 I'm honestly like, I'm trying to check and see if there's like a mirror behind me. Like, that, are, that was such I, a weirdly on the winning specific. Team, I'm skeptical. <laughs> what a weirdly specific question to ask because. I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, like, like, good job. I just, I don't understand. I I, when he said that, I, in my head, I was like, oh, there's too many directors to do this question with. And when you said yes, I was oh, like, no. what the fuck? <laughs> that, that's why I was like, how? <laughs> all, I can see, all I can see right now of you, though, is your right shoulder and pectoral. So, like, I don't think there's any mirror behind you that is. No, I know. I didn't actually. I know there's no mirror here, but like. I your headphones just... are are wildly reflective. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I. I mean, Al, this is this is kind of like what's it called? Family Guy with a a Z, four Q, another Q, a third Q, and the Batman symbol. All right, you're not gonna have any help right now. Is it Alex Karras and Webster? Alex Karras and Webster. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, it it reminded me even more of the one where he was accidentally part of the survey group and he was able to answer the one very specific question: Is it Picard's flute that he played first in this? Thing and then the other thing and they're like how the fuck did you get that right yeah. <laughs> i was i was like i even thought about it since i knew you were at that point i knew you were coming on i was like okay what is a movie that like i, mean, I haven't discussed this movie <laughs> at any point in recent times i guess it was just poor form that i i didn't know somehow psych- psychically that you had seen it recently because it's been a while since i watched it wow that's pretty funny all right good game thanks dominic oh you're welcome i'm counting that as a win Oh, you guys uh, won. You did. Yeah, I'm just saying that I know for sure I would not have won if he wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, you, just... it, it, it wouldn't be that hard to get. All you have to do is get one clue. Like, for instance, Michael Bay. Um, you know, sure. if, if you got an actor in it, you have a chance. You know, if you get the director, you have a really good chance. Well, no. I mean, if it's Clancy Brown, he has like 300 titles to his name. Yeah, but Clancy Brown's not in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just 
Yeah. Now, if you had asked me, if you had asked me, does Sean Bean die in this movie? You still wouldn't have had a chance. Yeah. Because he dies in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. All right. Let us get into our flick of the week. Mortal Kombat, released in 2021, rated R, with an hour and 50-minute runtime. Your IMDb synopsis. MMA fighter Cole Young seeks seeks out Earth's greatest (laughs) champion in order to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. Uh, I'll call bullshit. (laughs) And we'll get into that shortly. Uh, Al, give me your tweet-length review. Yeah, hang on, no. No, no, no. Does Cole Young seek out anyone? No. (laughs) No. Are they known as Earth's greatest champions? No. Do um, they fight in a tournament? <laughs> well, no, you know what? They didn't say tournament in this one. They said high stakes battle. So, that's right, you know that's what? Fair, fair enough. That's, that's fair. fair. They, they mentioned um, the tournament. Against the enemies of Outworld, that part's fair. They mentioned the tournament. But no, but like it wasn't in the description. So, mm-hmm. I, you know. Okay. But okay. Cole Young does not do shit. He does not seek out shit. He is no. dragged around by the seat of his pants. Kicking and screaming. <laughs> kicking and screaming by other better and or more competent people. That's right. Until he gets his no suit of armor, I'm not really. I'm not entirely sure what happened. There. I was a little confused by that as well. Not to say it wasn't cool and all, but it, I was. It was cool. I was like, I, I was. Are you be, like where? Where's this character going? Oh, you're an ancestor. Oh, do you become a scorpion? No, uh, no, just something else entirely. That's fine. Or, or, That's fine. or something somewhat like scorpion, even. Yeah, but yeah, even that unclear. Yeah, anyway. Cole Young did. He, he didn't even go to Wakanda, and you got to get a fucking Black Panther suit because it was just kicking <laughs> energy. <laughs> I mean, come on. That was, yeah, yeah. It's the stupidest now, arcana now. ever. <laughs> tweet, tweet, like not as fun or campy, but more competent than the original. Solid action flick that plays more like an elevator pitch to a Mortal Kombat featuring the actual tournament. Five point five out of ten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dominic, uh, gruesome and gory. Um, only character worth a damn Kano. Um, excited for a sequel. Uh, Cole Young should never have been introduced. Five out of ten. Oh, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, okay, cool. I said Mortal Kombat makes some bold choices from trying to make you care about Kung Lao to completely omitting the tournament. <laughs> While it's definitely not a hit, I wouldn't say it's a miss either. Six out of ten. Yeah, I think we're pretty consistent you, in our grades. Trying to, trying to make you care about Kung Lao, that's great. <laughs> I mean, they, success. Uh, I gotta say, they, they kind of succeeded. Uh, yeah, they did. I was like, I actually, I was like, like I, what? Oh, look at this guy throwing his hat. And then he did yeah, some yeah. pretty cool things with that hat, and I was like, all right. Yeah. And then when he did the little buzzsaw thing, I was like, oh, okay, I care. Yeah, and they were like, no, we're yeah. done with him now. <laughs> if he said nothing, well, if he said just... nothing other then if he said nothing other than flawless victory, that's still more enjoyable than the line delivery of Cole Young. So, you know, mm. I was a little confused. I don't even remember Kung Lao as like a character, which isn't to say that he hasn't been one because I'm certainly not an expert on Mortal Kombat. I remember sure. playing it a lot. Like when I was a kid, specifically at your house. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't say that I have, a tremendous level of memory. And a lot of my memories come more from the fact that I played the games a lot and also watched the movie in that same time period, you know, the original movie. Oh yeah. So like, I remember Liu Kang and I remember Sonya Blade and I remember Kano and Shang Tsung and Raiden and Goro, like all that stuff, you know, Johnny Cage, all those fun things. 
But I even remember something else, like smoke and rain. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess Melina and Katana and all that. Ermac. <laughs> See, I've been seeing a lot of references to sets this past week. I actually don't remember that name. Oh, no. Um, now, maybe if I saw him on screen, you know, Scorpion, obviously. Sub-Zero is an iconic character in his own yeah. right. Reptile. There was that one who was the centaur dude whose name I'm forgetting. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, what the heck? People. Mataro. Nice. Yeah, Good Mataro. pull. How, 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 do you forget, how do you forget that when that dude's fatality was to tear your fucking head off your skull in one swift move? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, Mortal Kombat was great. We used to play. Yes. Uh, I think the one that you're probably referring to is Mortal Kombat Trilogy on the N64, which had a lot of. It was of definitely on the N64. I don't remember. Yeah. I still have it. I still have, I still have my N64 in all of its games. Nice. Pretty fantastic. Uh, does but, it still yeah, work? Mortal Kombat trilogy was yeah, it does. It okay, does. let's place it. Let's a, fire up some Mortal Kombat. I do have a TV that it works on right here too, on the floor. Oh wow! I need to, then need to set it up. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have tried to play an old console on a new TV. It does not work. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looks terrible. <laughs> I, I bet. But uh, yeah. Oh man, so much fun with Mortal Kombat. I used to love. I had this giant book of codes for it. Yeah, I remember. For, right? The, the N64 code book that had all the fatalities in it. Oh, man. I think yeah, I looked I rem- at, like I, a, at a, a shop right. Nice. <laughs> I would say, I remember specifically playing and you would win and yeah. then everyone would have to wait because you'd have to look up, okay, hey, what's the coolest pause. fatality I could think of? And then do it. Like, it would have been so much cooler if any of us knew them oh, and yeah, memorized but- any of them off the top of our head. But, like, it's something both incredibly climactic and yet also somehow anticlimactic about winning a match taking five minutes to figure out which one you want to do trying four times oh wait i didn't hit it right and i accidentally just kicked you and that ended the match yeah oh wait i did it and i tore your fucking skull off or (laughs) or you wait too long and the guy just falls over because you're you're like crouching and jumping and moving backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and then the character just falls over Oh man, good times, good times. There was always those. There was a handful that I was never able to figure out how to do, like the brutalities where you like you do a ridiculously long combo to the point where like it builds and builds and builds and the body explodes. I re- remember us succeeding a couple of times, but I remember mm-hmm. a lot of failures on those. There were those uh, those animalities, those babalities, the babalities. Yes, <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, the fatalities are fun. My my personal favorites were the pit. Fatalities, the ones that were based on the level you were in. Yes. And if you did your pit move, you could do a, a cool thing like throw somebody into the acid or onto the spikes or off the bridge. Those, those are always my favorite. Yeah, those are cool. Can I give a quick shout yeah. out to Hiroyuki uh, Sonata, the guy who played Scorpion? Because that man I looked up is like 60 or 61 years old and he moves like a 30 year old guy. Good he's, for him. Jesus yeah, Christ. He is, yeah, he is, he is <laughs> Japanese. He's Japanese uh, Jackie Chan in terms of his ability to do his own stunts at his age and, you know, on par as an actor as well. Because, I mean, he yeah. was he was he was like the asshole samurai to Tom Cruise and. Last Samurai, which is a great movie. I he's been in oh, other stuff that I've seen that. him. Yeah, he's been in other stuff that I've seen him in. I just can't remember what, and that's gonna bother me. But uh, yeah, mm. I mean, I I loved uh, watching him, and he was badass. I would have guessed he was at least ten years younger than he is. So in in the, in the opening of the movie, we get some uh, kind of some history lessons about us, what, who will become Scorpion and who already is Sub Zero, right? And there's these two characters that one's trying to wipe out the other ones. Bloodline, perfectly reasonable thing to be trying to do, I guess. Totally. Uh, and what happens here 
this is the of all the ridiculous things that happened in those sequences the one thing that was throwing me for a loop was the subtitles and how it kept switching between in chinese and in japanese Mm -hmm. and i was like who's talking to who and what's why is the language switching so much until i found out in that like final sequence between the two of them that uh, Scorpion's character says something along the lines of, may not understand what you're saying, but blah, blah, blah. I was like, but, but why? Because at some point, the Sub-Zero character was speaking Japanese. He knew how to say the one phrase to ask the one. That was, okay, just that. Got yeah. it. That's Got the it. only thing that Sub-Zero says in Japanese. So okay. it was I was very that... confused by this whole, I was, as, I was almost as confused about that scene as I was about um, our protagonist's family dynamic. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Dominic, we quick question. Brian, Cole Young, who's the girl? Who are the two girls that he's with? Who are they? His it, wife to, and In daughter. relation to him. Yeah. Why, yeah. Did you think that the whole way through the movie or just in the last three quarters when they finally said that it was his daughter? Because I was certain it was yeah, his I thought until then. No, no, no. I thought, it was, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was stepdaughter and girlfriend at first. Mm. I could see that. Like, because, yeah, they didn't seem... It's kind of strange to have a father who they brings his like teenage daughter to like wipe, watch him get his ass kicked at MMA fights and shit. But you know, whatever. Yeah, and know. you know, maybe he looks good, but if if that's not the case, that like, did he have her when he was five? Uh, yeah, that too. I was gonna say like, he's, he's, he's particularly young for for the age. I, yeah, I mean, I could have seen sister too and girlfriend. You know, like maybe he well, raised her, this... raised her on his own and whatever, and then like he meets this girl. And again, that's another failing of this this movie. And again, I like the movie. I want to see a sequel. I understand what they did to kind of build to another one, but oh my god, this is the protagonist, and I didn't care about him at all. He was the least interesting <laughs> do, part of this movie. Do we know how old the daughter was? Because I didn't no. think that that part of the age was. It just didn't seem like a father daughter relationship. No, it definitely felt like agreed. a sibling relationship. Yeah, it yes, felt like agreed. a much older brother younger mm-hmm. sister relationship. The age was doable to like that she could be his daughter. Like that wasn't it. it just like that didn't seem like the the nature of the relationship. I, I guess I figured out slightly earlier than you guys. As soon as she came back and like the three of them went out for like ice cream, or whatever I was like, Oh, okay. It's his daughter. I, wow. I didn't realize that. Like, so it was like before the sub zero attack or whatever, but I was confused too. Like, I was like, wait, what did I? Huh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> like ultimately it doesn't matter, but yeah, I was a little confused at first too. Um, but uh, yeah, whatever. I, <laughs> Sorry, I forgot what we were. Other than that, where we were at with yeah, we um, jumping no, to something else. No, not no. We're, we're we're good. Transition to whatever. I will say that uh, while I don't think he was well written, I liked the idea of introducing a new character, non game related. Yeah, I don't care about oh, that, that. Was cool part of it, like in a vacuum. I think they what they chose to do specifically was largely a problem, and I don't even think it was the actor's fault. Really, I think no, no, I don't think so either. Definitely the writing. <laughs> yeah, um, but. Yeah, I, I don't object. Like, whatever. Like, that's the point of doing something new, of rebooting the thing, is you can do whatever you want. And the whole you you have the whole host of characters that you can choose to deploy however and whenever that you wish. I mean, think about the original. I don't remember the lore of the games because I never was into it that much because I didn't own the games or anything. But if I recall, wasn't Scorpion a bad guy in the original movie? Johnny yeah. Cage fights Scorpion. Yeah. And in this, he's... 
more allied with the good quote unquote mm-hmm. side, or at least the human side of it all. You know, he doesn't start as an outworld like fighter. He starts as a human fighter and goes to hell, I guess. And then came back somehow. I guess we never really knew much about hell. In Unclear. The world, right, did we? Oh, um, but the on nether, the side of the nether humans, realm, nether, something like that. Yeah, the nether regions. Got it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So I, I was like, but you, you can do that's that. where Johnny can, Cage kicked Goro in the first movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the Nether that's Realm, the, that's, the, that's the Shadow King, right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, like, that's the whole point, right? Is you can choose to deploy these characters in whatever way you want, right? Kano, I don't think was human in the original movie. He was again an Outworld, whatever. Now he is human. You think he's going to be on the side of the human? And spoiler alert. He betrays them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, well, there was no shot that that guy wasn't about to betray everybody. Well, I was confused all along because I'm like, isn't Kano, like, in no matter what way, shape, or form you choose to, de- to deploy him, hasn't he always been a bad guy? Yeah. Ah, there we go. There's the heel turn. But <laughs> I, I, I do think you can easily bring this movie from, like, a, from a five or a six to, like, a seven or an eight if everybody else is having even half as much fun as Kano is having making oh, this Oh, I thought you were going to say you could bring it to a seven or eight if everyone was Kano. <laughs> <laughs> that too i would watch Just lasers movie. everywhere yeah. oh when he finds out when he figures out his laser eye and he's so pumped about it and he's just like he's just like ragging on luke hang's fire he's like this is like it's so much better than fire it's, it's, <laughs> it really it was that was really silly he he was funny he did a good job of playing that just that straight up asshole he was definitely yeah. the only character who obviously was trying to have fun in every scene he was in yes yeah well, because I think they have a lot of talented actors in this movie. Chin Han, who played Shang Tsung, Hiroyuki Sonata, who played Scorpion. I don't know Joe Taslim, but I, I have heard he has a great reputation for him. Uh, I think it's Tadanobu Asanu. I think that's the name of the guy who plays Raiden. All these guys are, are great actors and like they're sidelined or just generic good guy or generic bad guy. And like mm-hmm. it's wasted, you know, and actually segue back to I was looking on IMDb of what else Hiroyuki Sonata was in. Rush Hour 3, he's the bad guy uh, in that, who is like the long lost uh-huh. like stepbrother of, of Jackie Chan's character. I he didn't was realize also, that's what that was. He was in Wolverine. He was, he was, mm. I don't even know what he was in that movie. Kind of a bad guy, not really. Uh, but he fights the Wolverine with, you know, a katana. And that was a great scene. And then also, I think he you're confusing is... a bad guy with a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, Katana was not in this movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, last, yeah, last but not least, he was Akihiko in Endgame, i.e., guy who gets brutally murdered by uh, Jeremy yeah. when he's going rampaging through Japan. So, yeah. You know, what we were just talking about I watched him. two movies with this guy in the same day. <laughs> Also, what are the odds? Me and Anthony were just talking about Jeremy Renner brutally murdering his way across Southeast Asia earlier today. That's right. That's right. All right, Dominic, what's darker? The fact that Jeremy Renner's character was brutally murdering people across the world, really, or that for five years he was still paying his family cell phone plan Uh, after his family was snapped out of existence. (laughs) (laughs) No, because think about it, Dominic, right? Because we were talking about that earlier. Like, so where do we expect that he's been playing, been paying the group rate plan for five years for his family members who've died because they are immediately able to call him on the cell phone. Maybe they got an Avengers discount. I didn't think about that. Wow. Even with the discount. (laughs) He can play for one, one line. 
<laughs> hey, can can you give me an entire spin-off Marvel series like for like six episodes that just deals with the average everyday struggles of people going to the DMV, rent, uh getting utilities set up in <laughs> <laughs> post I feel you like know, that's kind of how you know, how uh the Falcon and the Winter Soldier started off when he's going to the bank for a loan. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It, do you realize how yeah. utterly depressing that show that you're pitching would be? Like, I, don't get me wrong. I agree that it would be interesting to see how yeah. that would all unfold. That that's would be so dark. That's six episodes yeah, of the group therapy meeting from Endgame. I th- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like after you're done watching that series, you have to go reenact the scene from Arrested Development where Tobias is crying in the shower and biting the bar of soap. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, so back, back to Mortal Kombat. Uh, Everybody seems to have a side, a Scorpion or a Sub-Zero fan. What? Mm-hmm. Where do you guys land? Did you, do you always have a favorite? I always liked Sub-Zero a lot because everyone liked Sub-Zero a lot. I was able to recognize, though, that I was not nearly good enough to get the best out of him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was typically the character I would gravitate to. I think I, I would typically let other people do it. I remember messing around with Smoke some. I remember, oh, yeah. Uh, I remember enjoying playing as Johnny Cage. I remember enjoying Liu Kang. I really enjoyed Mataro for some reason. I think mm-hmm. just he was so dramatically different just from all the other massive. characters. Yeah. That too. Dominic, did you have a favorite Mortal Kombat character? Um, I used to remember, I played that one with you guys. I, I don't really remember playing it well because I was much younger than you guys. But I mean, I always liked Johnny Cage and Liu Kang. Um, but I got to say between the two of them, I thought Sub-Zero looked cooler. And but in the Mortal Kombat, you know, nineteen ninety five one, I thought that Johnny Cage and Scorpion's fight was infinitely better than the Sub Zero versus Liu Kang fight. Uh, mm, and also mm. in this one, you know, both were cool. But I gotta say, I just I just like him throwing his uh, his his chain thing, and also him just melting Sub Zero with his fire breath. So I, I gotta say, Scorpion actually yeah. I think is the cooler one. I think in this movie they did in this movie I was all for Scorpion. Growing up, I always I was always a Sub Zero fan. Yeah, he was, was my favorite. Um, I actually, it's funny that you, you guys. I, I vividly remember Dominic playing Liu Kang and yeah. Al, you playing Smoke. That's just really funny that you guys definitely. I wasn't wrong then in those in those, <laughs> in those memories. Uh, I I was a big fan of playing uh, Sub Zero and also uh, Noob Cybot. I don't know how you say it, but yeah, it's like, definitely Noob Cybot. I like that one. Um, the robot guys, it's like Sector and and side. Yeah, wasn't Sector very similar to Smoke? Well, there was the robot Smoke, and then there yeah. was the ninja Smoke. Yes, that's right. So, um, but oh man, so many, so many characters to play as. Uh, I would. I, it was interesting. It's they did like this whole Scorpion Sub Zero backstory. It almost seemed like that could have been a movie in itself that they explored. Yes, and got kind if, of. If you were gonna this. do a quote unquote like prequel. That actually probably would have been better. Like, if we're going to do a movie that's not leading up to an actual Mortal Kombat, that it's it's a Mortal Kombat will be coming because of this, right? That's yeah. probably the way to do it. Is to like whatever backstory led to him coming and murdering the shit out of his family. That is the story to tell. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And, and I that think cool. that my favorite part, and I'm probably not the only one of the entire movie was the opening sequence where he's with his family. He comes in and kills his family and then they fight because I thought that we got actually a little bit of good acting there. The expressions, mm-hmm. you know, the, their verbalizations and expressions was great. It was a well choreographed fight. 
I think if more of the movie was like that, I just think the movie was so fast paced and going all over the places. It didn't have to give it a chance to breathe because two of the scenes I liked yeah. the most was when they're sitting down to eat dinner, a slightly so- slower scene, and that. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I didn't like anything else. It's just I thought that this movie needed to be no, I'm, I'm with a you. little bit longer, a little bit uh, take a breath to give me a like chance. More to nuanced. Like this <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I thought yeah, the only they- yeah, the only part where there was like good dialogue good acting and all that aside from Kano was that opening sequence between Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Yeah. I, it's funny that you say that you mentioned up the, the opening sequences, right? Like everything up to the title card of the movie felt like a completely different movie, like yeah. shot by somebody else written by somebody else. Like that, that was like that in itself was something really special. And Agreed. it did, it definitely, it got me excited when we hit the title card. I was like, Oh man, like this is, this might be really good. And then it just tanks from that point on, like as far as like storytelling goes. But uh, say so it does set, it sets the tone also from like the the perspective of how they thought out like the characters because mm. this version of Sub Zero is way more menacing and powerful than he was in the original. Yeah, it's like this, like I saw someone describe him and I was like, you know what, that clicks for me perfectly. He is basically Ice Terminator. Yeah, yeah, he's terrifying. Which is I like that to... dread that they did with him coming into into like on screen like the snow and then the snow becoming something terrifying and then th- that was that's really what I'm cool. saying he was propulsive of the storyline like him just as like a force of nature literally and metaphorically yeah um, this is a this is like, I don't think Sub Zero was really that cool in the original movie like the, the game yes you know but I don't think mm-hmm. that, he was cool in a terrifying way in this one he was kind of their Darth Vader a little bit which is the way uh-huh. to get a good villain like because you don't really get to see much of a reason to care about Chang Sung for most of it but it's like okay I can identify the problems that Sub-Zero is causing for everyone right now you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you I, I was I was afraid that you were going to say Sub-Zero is cool one more time I was going to snap no totally and that was my point before was Chin, yeah, Chin Han is a great actor if you haven't seen Marco Polo you should see that because he's the main villain in the first season and to see him wasted as generic bad guy who just has his minions do everything, and he, he kind of seemed lifeless. I mean, it was probably just what he was given because the original Shang Tsung in the the nineteen ninety five Mortal Kombat, he was great. I mean, he was also generic bad guy, but he still gave me uh, this persona, this this charisma. Um, oh, he turned it up to eleven that whole movie. Yeah, Chin Chin Han in in as Shang Tsung in this one, and again, it's probably just what he was given. Uh, was was just giving me eh, whatever. Yeah, he's just kind of a stereotypical, like imperious, like powerful bad guy. Yeah. Whereas Shang Tsung from the Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat is campy as hell. Um, as yes. they said on Cinephobe, acted his ass off, mm, yes. um, just like up to eleven at all times. I gotta say though, I had a moment towards the end of this when Kung Lao's um, era of good feelings kind of comes to an end. What are the rules? Because oh, I, I have was, one of the rules in my notes too. <laughs> I always thought the whole deal with Shang Tsung is he had to defeat you in combat or he would claim you after you've been defeated in combat. Right. No, Kung Lao is on top of the world. He's kicking ass and he just says, get over here. I think, right? Didn't he steal that from Scorpion or does he not actually say it, but he does it. He just uses the force, pulls yeah, him to him, takes him, yanks his yeah. fucking soul. And I'm like, what? Whoa, what yeah. are the rules? You gotta beat him in battle first or something. Or like, one of your minions defeats him and then you claim his soul. Okay, fair enough. That dude's just been kicking ass. He buzzsawed your fucking 
Harpy Eagle vampire thing. <laughs> Buzz saw him, her with his fucking hat. Yeah. Got his fucking line out there, flawless victory. He's on top of the world, and you're just like, eh, I'm done with this. Force, suck your soul. And I'm like, yeah. no! <laughs> yeah. What are the rules? That was exactly. Actually, that was the reason I wrote that down too. Specifically, was that that piece of it? Like, that was uh, that. Honestly, that's the only thing. Like, because the rest of it is kind of fungible. No, no. You're Shang Tsung. You claim souls via victory, whether it be yeah. your own personal victory or someone else's on your behalf. But you didn't do anything. You just yanked him over there with the force, took his soul. It's not right, man. Like, if he worked him right. over first and then claimed his soul, okay, sure. fair enough. Yeah. Oh, man. That was that was bizarre. I was really, I was really, the whole movie, I was looking forward to, the, <laughs> I enjoy the 95 movie. I enjoy when they're doing the tournament stuff. The whole movie, I'm like, oh, I can't wait till they actually, like, get into doing, like, the... The Mortal Kombat? The, the, yeah, the tournaments. <laughs> like, the, like, this person versus this person. Like, I want to yes. see, like, I'm looking forward to that portion of the movie. Then we're like a quarter of the way through the movie. I'm looking forward to the tournament halfway through the movie. Oh man, really looking forward to that tournament three quarters of the movie. Are we not getting the tournament? Oh wait, <laughs> movie, so you didn't know ends. you weren't getting the tournament because I had heard that before. No, no I didn't know that. Uh, okay. I think I might have been better off if I knew that going in though. Yes, because... That, that was frustrating. Because I, I, I kind of went there and was like, huh, that's interesting. And then I, I saw the expedition was like, oh, like the bad guys try and cheat and they're going to try and like circumvent the tournament. I was like, Okay, fine, whatever. So we're tipping off that there's going to be a tournament in the next movie, whatever. It feels like they kind of inverted the plots of the first, the original movies, because wasn't that the whole deal? Like, first movie, tournament, Shang Tsung's defeated. Second movie, and I never saw all of it. I've seen little bits Mm -hmm. of it. Doesn't, was it Shao Shao Kahn? Doesn't he decide, well, fuck this whole tournament thing. I'm just going to sneak in and kill all of you. Yeah, yeah. basically they win the first one, and then uh, Shao Kahn goes, no. (laughs) And he (laughs) cheats. He literally literally cheats, which is... Now, in this, they're like, Shang Tsung, you're cheating. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> It's a gray area. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I, I wish I would have known that going in because I was a little bit bummed out about that. Uh, a couple things that I was... All right. Two questions. First off, uh, I, see, I see Dominic. It looks like he said something, but I don't hear him anymore, which is unfortunate. So Can you hear me now? Hey, yes. there he is. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I don't know what that was. But no, I was saying uh, I didn't mean to cut you off or anything. I was just no, going to throw in with what Al was saying. Lord Raiden at the end, he watches his Kung Lao gets killed and doesn't do anything. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can't get interfered in your guys's tournament too much. But then when Shang Tsung's like, oh, yeah, you killed all my fighters, but I'm going to bring an army. He just poofs him away. I'm like, but wait, now you can get involved? And he kind of, and, yeah. and Cole literally was like, "Hey, didn't you just say he couldn't get involved?" And he just kind of, yeah. Like, Wait, what? And he kind of goes, goes yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this like, time, what did Kung Lao do to you? I was like, Kung Lao's one of your guys. <laughs> <That's laughs> like, yeah, but I really just didn't like Kung Lao. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like you. He's uh-uh. like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So Jax's arms question. All right, did. The arms evolve. I'm very confused about what happened with it. He had these scrawny robot arms that then he became, leveled them up. He leveled up his arms. He literally grinded and leveled up his arms. Mm. I want to be mad at what you're saying, but I think that is what happened. It is what happened. That's not even a debate. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like I, I understand. Well, like, he oh, had like, unlock- in that moment, he he unlocked his whatever. He unlocked his arcana, which 
unlocked his arms. Right. That's what's that's what's interesting. That's <laughs> like, did you develop more metal bits to the arms so that they could expand? Unclear. Yeah, because like it would have been okay. The arms look badass, but you're using them like a little bitch, and it's like okay, no, you have to just develop the synaptic pathways. Are you okay? Yep. Um, Sorry, I turned and I blasted my knee on the desk. It, it sure did. Right. <laughs> um, did you know, if, it's like if the arms look the way they're gonna look the whole way, like they look like badass arms, but the synaptic processes and you know pathways aren't fully developed and you got to train to hone that and everything fair enough but yeah they were literally like hollow arms and then they turn into fully formed badass arms it was all excusable by how pumped he is after he crushes that guy's head (laughs) i was not (laughs) expecting him to literally box his ears flat yeah that was that was pretty intense they did some pretty cool stuff with the fatalities yeah uh, no, some of those indi- when they when they paired off and had some individual fight scenes and everything like there's some cool shit. Although yeah. I'm a little disappointed that what was the name of the character who was in the as someone called it the Iron Cabal Cable that was Cabal. Okay, yeah, okay. Cabal. <laughs> he never he, so he had those cool swords that anyone who's ever watched the Deadliest Warrior show wasn't that what it was the one that was um, voiced by David Wenham that was on Dominic speak. <laughs> <laughs> the, that was one of the. I forget which episode. That was. I forget which one it was that, yes. that they did it where they had Shaolin monk like versus Maori versus, warrior. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Shaolin <laughs> yes. monk versus Maori warrior. And the Shaolin I remember monk, Dominic, monk wins. I used to love that. Dominic loved that show. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I watched it a decent month. They showed those swords, and the whole yes. point of those swords having the hooks on the end is you hook them together, and then you get one long sword. He never did that, did he? No. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember seeing him. I was like, that's the show from fucking Deadliest Warrior. Awesome. I can't wait till he does that. He never did it. I'm like, come on. Well, well, also, what I don't get those... was. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, he was going to say he also didn't. He didn't use those weapons that well, but I was actually really pumped at how they utilized the character's special moves of like. No, he that does part that, was cool. That, that dash thing that he does was so true to the character. I was like, that was awesome. When he did the first time, I was like, okay, someone's paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, no, that part was cool. Like the way they they chose to like choreograph those fights and like accentuate the powers and everything like that. There was some really cool shit in that. Like the the cabal thing fighting Liu Kang, lose powers when he starts breaking out the fucking fire, and then the mm. dragon at the end was yes. really fucking badass. Those are awesome. great. Like the cow, uh, cow. <laughs> what the hell was his name? Um, Kung the one with the hat. I Kung Lao. Yeah, Kung Lao. Yeah, Kung Lao. I, I cow? Cow? <laughs> well, I said cow, but what actually was, uh, that was because I was trying to stop myself from saying Kun Lun because I was thinking of Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Iron Kung, Fist or yeah. Iron Lung. Yeah, it's Kung, Kung, it's Kung Lao. Yeah. It's Kung Pao, actually. Kung Pao? And according to No, uh, uh, it's not. He's, <laughs> yeah, according to, that's right. Yeah. He's horrible. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah. When, when Kung Lao is doing all the stuff with the hat at first, I was like, come on, that's not real. And then he turns it into just literally a buzz. So I was like, oh, Okay. Yeah. And then he surfed someone yep. through the buzzsaw. Yeah. Ridiculous. The physics of that, not sure how his feet didn't get clipped. Don't care. Don't care. It was pretty awesome. Also, I was like, who is this? What is this character? This flying thing? I'm not familiar with this character. Oh, I feel like maybe you're just bringing in here to be cut in half. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like that might have been what's going Yeah, on. no one will care about this character if they get cut in half. Go for it. I thought it was kind of cool that they did the reptile as a reptile. But they've already done that. Yeah, but I mean, it looked cooler. 
<laughs> well, it definitely looked better because that is known historically as one of the worst CGI's of all time. In the yes. Also, never nice. understood why it turns into bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Snakes, a little little tiny snakes, maybe or sure, or whatever. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Can yeah. I ask what is Kung Lao's arcana? Is it that he has the Force? Because clearly he can summon his hat with the powers of the Force. He has the hat of Thor. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's that say, he has like, a hat that is, that is one his... part Mjolnir and one part yeah. Captain America's shield. That's right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what is his arcana exactly? I was I was a little bit confused. Yeah, with with the what are the rules with the arcanas? Because some of them. Makes sense, like Lou getting fire powers in in this sense, but uh, Jax's arms getting bigger, or what's his name, uh, Cole getting a set of armor on him. I was just like, mm-hmm. does he have to wear that armor forever? Like, how, how does that work? Is it like no? It looked Stark's, like he turned it on and off. I say it's like yeah. Tony Stark's suit or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. Sonya Blades like laser suit. arms, laser yeah, laser, arms. laser circles, whatever those yeah, right. are. She uses them once and blasts a hole directly. In, oh, I mean, can we just send her in to fight everybody else? She's yeah. basically just the shocker from the Spider-Man. Yeah, things. except her lasers go directly through people. <laughs> By the way, why did it blast only the soft tissue and leave yes, the spine yes, fully intact? Yes, yes, let the spine It's a great question. There is no answer. <laughs> like, perfect circle, all the soft tissue, totally disintegrated. Spine, totally intact. Yeah. So uh, Goro I was got reading an... wrecked. Oh, sorry. Go. On. Oh no. <laughs> uh, I was just saying. I was uh, thinking about. I was reading an article today about what characters could we see in the next movie. I mm. was gonna. I was. I was gonna bring up Goro later if if you didn't, because um, I thought they they did him dirty. But uh, yeah, the 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 characters. I mean, like Johnny Cage. We're gonna see him because that was like the post credit scene or the end credit scene and. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw people said there was like Katana's fan blades, so she'll probably be in it. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what characters they're next. But yeah, go ahead and uh, talk about Goro. Yeah, well, uh, there's so I mean, there's so many of them that it'll be cool. They definitely put a lot up front, but I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch more. Uh, Goro didn't look so bad. Yeah, that was that was solid. I'm, being solid. Uh, I'm still on board with Rubber hum- Goro, but this was no fine. Rubber Goro was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like uh, when Arnold is out in the in the atmosphere in Mars. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Rubber Goro looks like. Uh, but he, man, he gets wrecked. Arm cut off. He gets a uh, gutted. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, that was an intense. Yeah, like. The the battle doesn't seem it seems very one sided once uh our new character gets his powers. Yeah, and like he was still trying to learn how to do them and like they right. weren't even like anything that overwhelming at that point. And then wait, didn't he actually He cut his hand off and he gored him with the little blade, right? So that's not even his. What do you mean? He used oh, that little yeah, scorpion was, blade the, that yeah, he ends up giving blade. to Scorpion. Which wasn't even a blade, it was a fucking trowel. Right. <laughs> It was just sharp enough to slice him open. To eviscerate Prince Goro. Prince Goro. Uh, Interesting. So I guess they're going to be real mad. I guess Shao Kahn's going to be real mad in the next one. Is that what it's going to be? Yeah. I always really. Well, Shang Tsung's still around. You fight him before Shao Kahn. I I enjoyed in the 95 uh, Mortal Kombat, every time Goro's on screen, you get those two random uh, henchmen who were just like, yeah, Goro! (laughs) <laughs> I, just, I, always, I, I, found it great. 
I know. And but then in the uh that one, like he didn't do anything against Johnny Cage and Johnny Cage just kind of kicks him off a landing, and that's how he died. At least in this one, it was it was moderately uh more exciting the way he went out. But yeah, I wish we could actually see him like kick ass in this one. We didn't even get to see him he should have been the one who killed Kung Lao or something. Like we didn't actually get to see him do mm-hmm. anything in this one, Goro. He just he beats up Cole, but like we don't care because we know he's not gonna die. That, you know, so that's true, but in in the end, though, like Goro is so gigantic that he, you know he's moving real slow, right? Mm-hmm. And like any of these characters that are that are a little bit faster are on their feet. They they're gonna have the upper hand. <laughs> no, but it would have made sense if he like I don't know caught Kung Lao's hat and then like broke it and then like sure. grabbed him with his forearms and tore him in half. Yes, and mm-hmm. yes. Some then like used the force to like yank his soul and it's like okay, you know what? Fair enough. And then yeah, yeah. you know. What's his name? Shows up and stabs him with a small digging implement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really caught up on the fact that that was very clearly what the wife is using as a trowel. To yes. Yeah, you're not wrong. Also, I thought uh, it was a little weird how they yada yada the fact that that baby was what's his name's uh, great, 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 great. That was really that was poorly handled. Well, it's so poorly handled because Raiden shows up, takes mm. in the little baby like raises the baby at the monastery and then I guess kicked it to the curb and it just went on to right. live a totally That's... normal life. Like if you know that the bloodline is going to be what you need, wouldn't you cultivate that talent in your temple for the generations? It would seem that way. Also, I hate that maybe they there's more to that need... story. They, they felt the need to put it on screen after that opening sequence about the com the tournament and all that. And I'm like, no, stop with this force fed exposition because you're going to do it in 20 minutes with Sonya Blade, too. So it was very... Yeah. And, Shang Tsung, and Shang Tsung says the same shit. So I'm like, why did they even bother putting that on screen? <laughs> Exposition so nice, they did it thrice. Nice. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you really not trust your audience to understand uh, fighters go punch, fighters go pow, uh, end of world. Like, that's that's the premise also, of this entire movie, and they can't trust us to understand can we, that. Can we, can we talk about the moment that they chose to just have... Liu Kang flexing ridiculously. Okay, glad you have that because I have <laughs> Liu Kang's back muscles on my <laughs> on just, my just all list. of the muscles. Like by all means, super impressive and everything. But like, what specifically was going on that we needed to watch him just flex for like ten straight seconds? Uh, it's uh, also unclear. Like what he was actually, you know, what he was doing with his entire body, what that guy's doing in that uh, in that scene in the Hulk with. Uh, and Norton when he's when he's doing that breathing exercise, but instead of just using his abs, he's using his entire back. And it's like yeah. not only do you see his muscles, but you see the lines in the muscles. So I mean, someone first off, we need to get this guy a glass of water. That's one because <laughs> <laughs> he is severely dehydrated. <laughs> and like, but that was ridiculous. Too skinny to have all his muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by all means, I did not expect to see that under when he's like wearing a shirt and everything takes it off. Like, oh, fuck, that dude is really ripped. But like, what specifically is he doing? Right. 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 He's hulking I out. Did, yeah. I mean, I did appreciate um, some of what Lou got to do. It was a little weird because Lou kind of was like the audience stand in in the original movie. And in this case, he's kind of the mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of cool to see him with his fully formed like powers and like fighting techniques and all that. Although just watching him leg whip fucking Kano like 18 times in a row is that was awesome. <laughs> I like that, but I appreciated, you know, like the more refined fighting techniques that we got from him later on. I, I, I liked that they threw in the little him flying and kicking the bicycle kick times. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the fire stuff was cool. I totally forgot that that was a thing that Liu Kang did. Did he just throw a fireball? <laughs> <laughs> I just love how pumped Kato is. It's like, am I going to learn how to do that? Oh my God, am I going to learn how to do that? <laughs> I'm just very disappointed little- with the way they... With the way they got rid of Kano at the end, I was like, that's how you're going to kill him? Where she sticks a garden gnome in his eye? Like, oh, hey he's like, check off garden gnome. Check off garden gnome. <laughs> he was the only one bringing any life into this movie. You get, you got rid of him. So hopefully Johnny Cage yeah, can replace that. I was going to say, it's going to have to be a lot of uh, heavy lifting by Johnny Cage next game. Mm-hmm. Next game, next movie, same thing, whatever. That or give the characters that we have more to do. Because again, like Kano was like, and, and like the Scorpion Sub Zero thing was the only character or conflict I really enjoyed in this movie. Yeah. No, Dominic, we were discussing me and uh, Anthony and Brian earlier today, who was hopefully was supposed to join us, but is unable to due to his schedule. Who would you cast as Johnny Cage for the next movie? I was thinking about that earlier today. I was thinking Chris Pratt could be a good one. Um, hmm. Okay, he could do he the wisecracking part of it. Well, he's pretty buff I said, too. Well, yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that he couldn't handle the physicality. I don't know how much like fight training he has. Like that might that part oh, of him sure awkward. Give him he could be a brawler, I guess. Um, I had mentioned well, uh, Chris Evans. I was thinking of him Chris earlier Evans today too. From Scott Pilgrim, I feel like the was <laughs> Lucas Lee wasn't that the character. Um, that is basically Johnny Cage, isn't yeah. it? Like I, I would hope he wouldn't do the the voice that he was doing in that, but like that. I kind of hope he does. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the whole like bravado, the whole fuck you, I'm a star thing. Like, yeah, like that's who Johnny Cage is. And obviously he can handle the physicality of the role as well. He's done fight scenes for Captain America a lot. You know, he's I don't know that they'll necessarily have to get him as pumped up as they got him to look for Captain America, but he can handle that part of it as well. I would think he would. Now, I don't think you could get Chris Evans to do that, but he would be, I, I feel like, the perfect casting for that role. Yeah, I think it'd be good. That'd be fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. I, I can't I, imagine it's going to be anybody big. Probably not. I still think that the the because he'll pretty much chase any paycheck. My <laughs> I thought Jason Statham would actually be perfect. Yeah, uh, I will defer to what Brian said that he needs hair, but you can easily put a wig on him. Um, He's a little old though would, for that. Eh, I mean, he kind of hasn't basically aged in the last ten years. So that's true. It doesn't have to be a young hotshot. He can be the fully formed action star Johnny Cage. He doesn't have to be. I mean, I, I agree that, like, ultimately, yeah, he's probably older than you'd like him to be. But whatever. Like, he can still do all the fucking stunts. And he actually can do the fighting and choreography. And so. Yeah. They who make would you these, have, uh, Um, I don't even remember who I said. I was on board with the suggestions that, that Al was giving out. But I think I made some like silly comments that I wasn't actually super serious about. Al, do you remember what I, <laughs> no, I forgot. Cause I know Brian made some kind of random. Oh, I said, Bill Burr. That was one of my jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I, I said John Cena and I wasn't kidding. I think that actually he could pull that off. And it would wow. Be, yeah, it I would could be see good. that. Yeah. I want to agree with that. Cause like, I think hypothetically, like I, I see where you're going and like, you have the right instinct there. I just think he'd be too stiff. I think Johnny Cage needs to be like, like crack wise faster and all that. Like, I don't think that John Cena actually, I can't believe I'm saying this for a Mortal Kombat movie. I don't know that John Cena actually has the acting chops for the role. I don't know. Uh, I've seen him in a couple things here and there, even in comedy roles where he's actually, he's been very funny. So I feel like he can, he might be able to pull it off. 
he's been funny, but I don't know why I just feel like Johnny Cage has to be able to like go. You know what I mean? Like he can't have mm-hmm. like that pause type of thing. Like like yeah. he was funny in that movie. Blocker. He needs to have he a was. more uh, like a Ryan Reynolds like quip style response. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Like I, honestly, Ryan Reynolds would be good too, but he's also mm-hmm. getting towards the older. He actually, movie. yeah, I, he he would probably be great. He. I, one wonders actually even whether Ryan Reynolds had modeled himself ever so slightly off of Johnny Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Just with like the whole persona. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Any other, anybody have any other thoughts on Mortal Kombat before we wrap up for this evening? Dominic? No, I, uh, oh, I don't think I have any other thoughts. <laughs> uh, sorry. I, I had to pick something up. Um, I would say that, uh, I'm I'm excited for a sequel. I know what they were, what the director said he was trying to do with, uh, just get people on board and, uh, you know, kind of boost its popularity to new people. Um, I am excited for a sequel. I hope they really try and work on the story and like the characters a little bit. Cause I think if you have another one of these movies where it's just like great action sequences and stuff, but like nobody cares about the characters for the most part, I think you're gonna, you're gonna run into some problems. So mm. I just I, I do hope that and like I said, I, I don't think a ton of movies need to be much longer, but I think this one deserved to be a little bit longer to just give me some a couple moments to give a shit about some more of these characters. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, looking forward to watching another one. Yeah, I was kind of in the same lane where it's like I didn't love this. I didn't hate it. It was yeah. just fine. It was OK. It was it had its moments. Mm. Um, I would lean into the fun a little bit more in the next yeah take i agree the, the the kano stuff take the banter and you don't have to necessarily go to the full level that the original one did because that can go off the rails so easily but this is never gonna be a quote-unquote serious or like take yourself serious thing so mm-hmm. don't take yourself so seriously like just allow yourself to get a little weirder you know what? there's so many video games that I feel like are perfect to be adapted into a film. Under no circumstances would I have ever thought that Mortal Kombat would have made a good movie. And this is the third one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm still, waiting, I'm still still waiting on the Mario Brothers reboot. Oh man. <laughs> the dark, gritty yeah. Mario Brothers reboot where like they're actual down in the luck plumbers in the middle of a depression. Mm. And then at the end of the movie they take shrooms. They take shrooms. Oh my yeah, because yeah. like that's what we're gonna get at this point, right? Is there ain't gonna be any fucking like like Mario Land sh- like shit. It's gonna be like this. Like we don't get Mario Brothers until the last twelve minutes of the movie. That's it's, right. We're just honest to god hardcore plumber. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and obviously Mario's like, an alcoholic yeah. in this. Yeah, that sounds like Bridge to Terabithia. Like, you guys ever read that when you were younger or, or see the movie? I definitely read the book, but I did no. not see the movie. Yeah. From what I remember, it was like these two like young teenagers like go out to the middle of the woods and imagine their own fantasy land. And that's kind of how I picture Mario yep. Brothers. But it's like also depressing because like I think there was some family turmoil with the one of them. And then eventually like the one character slips and breaks her neck so I'm like i kind of picture oh that, yeah the like, girl definitely breaks her neck and dies yeah, yeah. So, oh like, dear that. yeah i know yeah. it's depressing so that's what i'm saying I oh my god <laughs> yeah i for sure read that book when i was 10 years old I, wow. I picture that in the same mold of this this mario uh sequel that we're talking about or, or reboot where 
you know, they're, they, they are in the middle of the great depression and they're Italian immigrants in New York city and they take shrooms to escape their <laughs> miserable lives. That's kind yeah. of how Mar- Mario, Mario drinks and beats his wife. Luigi kills bums <laughs> oh, on the God. weekend. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Let's get out of here. Princess, <laughs> yeah, Prin- Princess Peach is a, a prostitute on the streets of, uh, of New York. Ba- uh, Bowser's 100%. Bowser's a, a ma- Bowser's a mafia Lord. He's like a mafia <laughs> I kind of want to yes, make this absolutely. movie now. I kind of want to make this movie now. <laughs> Somehow it's still Dennis Hopper, though. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I really, I kind of want to make this movie. Oh, boy. Well, that is all for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to flicksinthesix at thespintune.com or tweet us at thespintune. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo played Italian brothers. That's right. <laughs> and this is That's this right. is the peanut gallery signing off. Thanks for coming out. <laughs>